It is the 14th of April 2015, and this is the audio podcast show 148, Return Orc Streams. Indeed it is, Scott. That was Scott Hewitt, uh, and I'm Adam Yench. No Sam Freeman today. Um, just couldn't find him. No, I no he just, just, just vanished. Yeah. <gasps> Um, yeah, so we're going to have a shorter show today. We're going to run through some news. We've got a plunder item. And, um, oh, uh, show notes. Um, you can head to the audio podcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash 148 for today's show notes with links to all of the relevant articles. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Elephant articles, you say? Elephant articles. <laughs> Excellent. Well, first of all, to get us started, um, here in the UK, it was announced that we are going to have, well, have once more a official, uh, well, an official vinyl chart. I say once more because I guess the original singles chart and album chart was a vinyl single and albums chart. But now, as well as uh, there will now be a vinyl specific chart. How about that? That sounds. What do you think? Sounds it. Um, I heard. I heard about this yesterday on the radio and i was like okay yeah fine it doesn't i i i don't think i've got a strong opinion because it doesn't it doesn't affect me in any way if people want to have a vinyl chart let them have a vinyl chart i'm more i'm more kind of thinking why would you have a streaming chart Mm. considering that you can game a streaming system it doesn't require anyone to actually buy something and you know put their money where their mouth is effectively um but that's a yeah, different, yeah. A, a, diff, a different question well apparently vinyl albums last year as sales were 1.5 percent of all uk albums sold were vinyl last year so i imagine that must be a bit of a rebound um considering uh, so on the radio yesterday i heard them say that vinyl was considered a dead format well obviously not anymore yeah well, it's it's definitely it's selling, isn't it? And I guess it's not only is it selling, but it's people are willing to pay substantially more than any other format to get it, aren't they? You know, Indeed. It's and, the, it's, and it's not just it's not just a nostalgic thing. So I don't think it's just those who uh, were brought up with vinyl, but I think there's also a younger set who are getting into it. And it's it's an interesting one because uh, I was talking to my partner about. Um, record players. She she said to me because um, we walked past the record, uh, um, you know, an audio shop where we live, and she said oh, they're selling an obsolete format there, like a player for an obsolete format. And I understand that perspective, but I I understand why people. Uh, I can understand why there is a vinyl revival because. You know, there's nothing quite like it, and it's got its own set of uh, benefits, its own set of drawbacks, and perhaps people are a bit tired of of digital. Maybe they want to uh, enjoy music in that way. I'm not sure, but I was I was trying to put up an argument for it not being an obsolete format anymore because it's obviously becoming relevant again. That's that's what you're saying. An observation I would have is looking at the official vinyl album chart for the first quarter of this year. 
Um, chasing yesterday by Noel Gallagher, and Noel Gallagher's high flying was is number one. But then number two is Led Zeppelin. Number ten is Led Zeppelin. Number six is Bob Dylan. Number seven is Pink Floyd. Are there is classic albums. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the Dark Side of the Moon is number seven. So. Okay, so they must have re-released that recently. Um, I mean, I can see why people would buy that. And I heard that Lulu also has a single, a vinyl single that might be top of the singles, vinyl singles. Uh, it isn't. It isn't on this one, but this is the. I've got the quarter one sales figures oh, here, okay. not the. Yeah, this might be the. I think this is the um, week by week I'm talking about. Yeah. If, if there is a week by week one. Well, there we go. The the official UK chart has begun, and the, so there will be a vinyl, um, well, a vinyl sales figure released every every week. Now, I'm saying it's one of the benefits of this, I guess, isn't it? Is that we're actually going to be able to tell, you know, I mean, when when you announce you're going to have a chart like this, then you kind of commit yourselves commit yourself to kind of issuing these sort of numbers and you know, and making them available. So we're going to find out, you know, how many. How many vinyl albums are actually being sold, and that, that'd be quite interesting to to see and get those kind of figures for it as well. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, I think it is also Record Store Day on Saturday as well, though I don't have notes to that effect. But I seem to remember it. What it is? It's likely to be. It's it's in April sometime. And it it is. April. Now, other good news is that the podcasting patent, which we have talked about um, previously on the podcast, can't remember which show. Um, has been um struck down <gasps> which is incredible news this is one of these uh, dodgy patents that was uh, granted by the patent office in, in the states um and has been used to target um podcasters basically it's it's basically a, a patent that says this is how you can create a playlist a centralized playlist for episodic content um and it's basically an abstract idea that someone is trying to claim as their own invention even though they didn't invent that idea um so excellent news that it's been struck down by the courts in the states yeah and um, great news certainly we, we first mentioned it on show 88 how about that of the audio podcast quite a while ago which was just after the first shakedowns that occurred but we and just as the eff was announcing its intent to uh, go after to, to defend this formally and was seeking funding so it was quite quite a long time ago and it was um it well the the judge in the the judge in the case um in the in the hearing of it has found in favor of the electronic freedom foundation that's good that's just the one where uh, the eff um, did a bit of crowdsourcing to to fund the because the original guy that the patent holders targeted was a, a podcaster, but he actually didn't make a huge amount of money from podcasting, so it was a, a pointless thing for for the patent holders to do. Yeah, um, and but then the EFF came in and they sought crowdfunding to um, sort this out, and I think the patent holder tried to. Get the lawsuit thrown out because it was crowdfunded or something bizarre like that. There, there were a lot. There were lots of weird, weird elements. To this um, over the last couple of weeks, lots of over the last couple week or so, lots of little details came out from various places as people have felt able to kind of free things like that. It was um, 
it's, so it's been lots of interesting things. Um, Leo, Leo Laporte on the Twit Network on Sunday was letting everybody know that he'd been um, he'd been approached for one point five million dollars, and um, and after taking some legal advice, discovered his defense was going to be about a million dollars, and therefore was preparing to defend as well. And they eventually never actually approached him or made a formal request in, uh, in any well, way. That's but, a poor. That's a, a poor bit of strategy by them because the whole point of patent trolling, and this is patent trolling, um, the whole point of it is that you set the uh, the amount that you want to take from the from whoever is you're trolling to be less than just less than the amount it takes to litigate the case. Yeah. And then and then it's like, well, what's the point in spending more to litigate and perhaps lose? Yeah. You can settle. But the problem is, I think that podcasting isn't as lucrative as um it was first considered to be so um but you know it doesn't matter the the i believe the patent's been struck struck off now so it can't be used anymore um another good victory for those against um Patent trolls. Patent trolls, indeed. So it was a good, a good victory. Certainly. So you can actually read the full decision. It's about thirty pages long um, online, if you want to. So if you're if you're interested, you could have a look have a look at that as well. And it's I'd probably recommend it actually if you've got an interest in this. It might be I'd probably recommend giving it a little read because you can actually plow your way through it in kind of twenty minutes. You know, you can skim read it quite easily, and it's it's kind of alarming and a good reminder as to why these kind of things are, are a real concern for us, even if they are a little bit away from our core interest. Well, I mean, this, this one is, is interesting to us because it's specifically about podcasting, but there's yeah. a lot of uh, dodginess happening with patents around this time. It's been happening for a while, but recently it's really kind of come up and there's been a lot of fight fighting back from the EFF and some other um, institutions are trying to um, sort it out and they're trying to push the, I mean it's significantly a US problem um, so there's been some attempt also to put laws in place to uh, limit um, or help the defender in these kinds of cases because at the moment it seems being skewed towards the um, the those patents. Well yeah the there's a big difference between the way that the European and British and the American patent system works and the way the American patent system works is that you basically present a patent to the patent office who are under resourced to the extent where they concede that most of the time they don't even read them and they mm -hmm. actually just grant the patent so you, you submit whatever you want to them and unless it's very obviously a problem they will just grant you the patent which means that the patent will then is essentially valid until disproven, which is then the point where you end up in a court or in a situation as ended up here where somebody ends up in a court to argue over whether a patent that's been granted is actually valid. So being granted a patent doesn't actually doesn't actually mean anything other than you have the ability to go to court to prove it's correct. And that's where but the problem the problem now is that there are lots of companies are set up specifically to do this so yep. they're called uh, patent patent trolls um, that's that's the colloquial <laughs> term uh, there's another another term i can't remember the name of um that, but they're basically like shell companies that have no products they do nothing but acquire patents and then use them to make to you know force money out of people um 
it's a pretty despicable practice, I think. Um, that you know, it's not quite as black and white as that, though, because there's usually some inventor at the other end who believes that they've wronged or they've been influenced into believing they're wronged by this yeah. company. Um, so yeah, and and you're right, Scott. The um, the the problem is the under-resourced patent office, which you know they don't really have the resources to go through these things in detail and it comes back to bite people um in the future which is a shame um but if you're interested in this kind of it's a bit off topic for us in general if you're interested in this kind of thing our technica do cover this these kind of um patent disputes uh regularly and they're happening all the time yeah that's cool Okay, um, if we if we go on then, so we got um, uh, a final element of news because we like to keep ourselves to three pieces of news. Um, at, at, well, in the current format, we're keeping ourselves to three pieces of news. Um, Hiss and Raw um, have announced the release of a, of a sample library called Swish Two, which is a uh, twenty-eight gig, uh, twenty-eight gigs of Dopplers and swishes and whoops and and noises of that sort, um, all recorded at one hundred ninety-two kilohertz, as you would expect from them. So another patent, I was going to say patent library, um, sample library. Hmm. We haven't had a sample library for a while in, in our new news format, but yeah, um, this has got an interesting video that we've got linked on the audio podcast notes for this, uh, for this um, week. And um, from the promo picture, it looks like it's a bunch of different types of stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you can head to our notes, theodopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash one four eight and read up on that. Of course, cool. lots of love. Also, uh, this week, um, things that happened this week as well, which are also in the news on the audio podcast, but not on the show itself, but Propellerhead updated take to version two. Um, Exus Lab launched Minisynth X and Cubase Elements 8 also appeared as well. What happened? Mm-hmm. Just a summary of the news. That failed to make the news. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's good, it's good to know the little tidbits. So, um, no feature again this week. Um, so, we'll just go straight through to Plunder. Plunder. Uh, and it's a, a new app by Propellerhead for iOS called Figure. Well, not not actually a new app. Um, oh. Rather, and it, rather, figure has become free. Ah, okay. Is this a long? Is this going to be forever, or is it I, just a limited period? Or it, it is forever. If I had my, if I have left my iPad on the other side of the room, so it's a bit impractical for me to get it because my layout. But um, it's actually a lot of fun. I've been playing with it for well since since it was announced a couple like maybe last week or the week before that it was going to be free. And I would definitely recommend this to, to you as a fun way to just kind of, you know, it, it's it's a lot of, you know, it, it's a fun thing. It does have a couple of interesting visual elements. So if you're interested in the representation of time and things like this in kind of iOS music apps, and there's a couple of interesting features to it as well, which are quite, quite nice. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in ideas of notation as well, then I think there's notational significances to it to it as well that 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 does sound weird as kind of points of focus but it um you it records when it plays back it demonstrates the finger presses that you've done to make it play back the way it plays back does that make sense yeah so 
there's so there's representations of the things you so things move on the screen as if you'd move them with your finger which i think was was something that struck me as a really as a really nice way of notating what was happening so i like that a lot that's cool yeah oh that's a nice idea okay so um so you know we just head to the the app store and you can play with that is, is there a um it's been made free but is there um in-app purchases or is it just uh, all there it, it's not so much in-app pur purchase well um i don't believe there's i think there are optional ones but certainly i made an entire i made an entire track without without being asked at any point to hand over any money which is cool um you do have to get it off the device you have to join the kind of propeller head club which appeared to be free as well but at that point i wasn't really you know i was i was okay. meant to be doing something else so i just carried on doing something else yeah uh, so you have to have a propeller head account to to transfer what you've done to another platform effectively yeah that's okay. right okay. Cool. cool and i mean with that we come to the end of the show um you can see if you're on the YouTube version, you can see in my picture I've got a host of pebbles. Very nice. I don't, don't need to ask you what you think they are because you can pretty much see most of them there. Indeed so. Um, at the top is my volume pedal that I used to use in Helo PG. Oh, wow. So how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give it a history. And I am just myself. That's basically it. Yeah. As, as, as usual. As usual. Which is, which is a good thing. Okay, people. Good to uh, good to have a show with you. It's been a, a short one, but uh, yeah, it's been nice to, to come back and do some more. When do you think the next show is, Scott? Is it not next Tuesday? It might be next Tuesday. It might be next Tuesday. Let, let's see. Let's let's plan for next Tuesday, but with the intention to immediately replan it if need be. This okay. has been the audio podcast show 148. Don't forget if you want the show notes at the audio podcast.co.uk slash show slash 148. And if you want to contact with us, you'll find all our contact details there. We'd love to get your email and other things like that as well. I've been Scott here. I've had a great yet brief time. I've been Adam Yanch. I shall continue to be Adam Yanch and we will uh, reconvene with you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.